like to welcome everyone, family, friends, and guests to the graduation ceremonies for Our Lady Help of Christians Academy for 2022. Directly after the Mass, there will be a photo of the graduates and the celebrant and servers um, in front of the church. And then we will immediately go to the Bennett Auditorium for the commencement exercises. So everyone is invited to join us um, after the Mass. The commencement exercises would start be around 11.15 or 11.30. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Dear Reverend Fathers, dear faithful, dear graduates, the climax of Shakespeare's play, Henry V, the English army is all bedraggled. They're worn out. They've been fighting many battles in France, and they've been tromping through the rain till they finally arrive at a place called Agincourt. And on the day of the battle, when they have to face the full force of the French army, they realize that they're facing odds of five to one. And the cousin of, of King Henry V, um, Westmoreland, he allows these words to escape his lips. Oh, that we now had here but one ten thousand of those men in England that do no work today. It's a crucial moment. The spirit of those soldiers at that moment could be crushed. They could lose all hope right at the time when they're getting out getting ready to go out to battle against the French army. And it's at that point that King Henry launches into his famous St. Crispin's Day speech. He says that, fellows, if we are marked to die today, so be it. At least we will be few who die. But if we live, if we survive this day, if we fight, and we gain the victory, well then, there will be much greater honor to you because we are few. He says, I don't care so much for gold. I'm not a man full of cupidity, but I do care very much for honor. And well, this day, there is so much honor available because, he says, because I desire honor in battle. I ask you, my cousin, ask not one man more to be present here from England. Nay, if there be any man that has no stomach for his fight, for this fight, let him leave. I will make sure, I will give him crowns so that he will have safe passage back to England. In the end, the king says that they are a band of brothers. They are a happy few. Because they are few, they will be able to fight for a great share of honor on that St. Crispin's Day. And with this inspiring speech in their ears, the English go off and indeed gain that great honor against the French on that day in that great battle of Agincourt. You know that in the glory days of the Catholic Church, the 
spirit of the church, the mindset of the church, dominated this world, our, our Western world. There was a time when, when Protestantism did not exist at all. Um, there was more or less just the countries of Europe unified in the Catholic faith. There was Christendom, where the civilized world was Catholic, from, from the mighty king sitting on his throne down to the least peasant. Everyone was Catholic, and, and the faith was so strong that people could not imagine a world being anything but Catholic. Then, of course, the centuries of Freemasonic revolution came. They overthrew altar and throne. The Catholic kings were replaced by today's secular, democratic prime ministers and presidents. The church herself was infiltrated by new secular ideals that came in under the name of liberal Catholicism. And the Catholic identity that had been held for so long was seen to be outdated at best and at worst just to be plain wrong. And then, of course, by the force of these, of these events that have been happening for the past few centuries, we come to today where society seems to be suffering from a certain species of madness. Rulers seem intent on destroying all that is good and right, and the world looks on and applauds these secular democracies that overturn the natural order. And in the church, belief in the Catholic faith is in ruins. And in the current situation of our world, it's, it almost seems a dream, an impossible dream, that the faith ever retake its former position, its former hegemony over the minds of men throughout this world. And yet, there are a few, there are a happy few, I would say, who still believe in what what's seemed to be the only belief. When I look at what we're doing here in little Watkins, Colorado, this little school, I immediately realize this. We are believing in and doing something here that very, very few people are doing today and which very, very many people once did. We are very few. We know that on the day of our Lord's ascension, our Lord had a numerous band of 11 apostles. And his last words to them were effectively, I send you out to go conquer the world to convert the world. Your graduation today, dear graduates, is on the vigil of Pentecost. It's that time when, when the 11 apostles, they're still in the upper room. They're in a state of anticipation. They're praying. They're waiting. They know the Holy Ghost is going to come. And what's going to happen tomorrow? Tomorrow, they're going to go out. They're going to go forth to fulfill that mission that God himself has given them to go conquer the world for Christ. Today, we're sending you 11 seniors off into the world 
We're not asking you to conquer the world, but we are asking you to be aware of the fact that you are different. You must realize that difference and to seek, in your fewness, to seek a special honor that is available to you today that was not available to Catholics of times past when Catholicism dominated the world because you are so few. If there were schools like this all over Colorado, if there were schools like this all over the United States of America, all over the world, you would have a less honorable fight before you. Because there are so few of you, there is greater honor to you if you persevere in what you have been given. You will have a fight on your hands. It is a fight for the honor of God, for the rights of God in a world that only thinks about the rights of man. How do you gain honor? You gain honor by standing up for God's honor in your life. It's that simple. The first thing, the most important thing for you to accomplish is to maintain your souls in the life of God, to cherish the state of grace. This was, this, the importance of this was, was pointed out by Sister Dee Dee Byrne during the Trump's re-election campaign, he chose Sister Didi to, to give a speech at the Republican National Convention. And, and I, I looked her up, and, and she's, she was a, a soldier at one time. She, she was a, a surgeon. Um, she, she's a medical doctor. And, and now she's a nun. And she's very heavily involved in the pro-life cause. But one of the things she said really struck me. She's saying the most important thing for the pro-life movement is that as many people as possible maintain themselves in the state of grace. This is the most important. She was absolutely right. This is the most important thing, that we maintain the life of God in our soul. The most important way for you to give honor to God is to keep that life in your soul, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing in your life, because by doing that, you are manifesting God's own rights over you. You are his creature. He has rights over you. He wants to give you his life. You have a duty to maintain that life. Not to do this is, as it were, to die on the battlefield. Secondly, we, we must all recognize what is the basis, the very foundation of our strength and what we are doing here. It is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. At this school, we, we go to daily Mass. You, you, dear students, some of you have been going to daily Mass now for 13 years at, at this school. And this is the Mass that built our civilization this is the, the mass that has inspired generations, centuries of Catholics precisely to do battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil 
It is what has given them strength against all odds to maintain the honor of God in this world. I'm always so pleased when I, when I see some of our young alumni after they graduate who return to Mass. They, they come to Mass during the week. Because sometimes some of them, yes, some of them even come to daily Mass after they graduate. graduate. What, what an example to the students who are in the school. Because if you're in the school, you have to go to daily Mass. It's, part of the, it's on the schedule. If you're here, you have to go. But, but for them to, to go on their own volition is very edifying. But this Mass, if, if it is the basis of whatever you do out in the world, whatever you do at your work, whatever you do in your interaction with others, you will be very honorable. You will gain great honor. There is something special about this senior class that I want to point out. And, and this is that, that four of our 11 seniors um, are going to try their vocation, two at the seminary and two at the convent. In other words, their first thought in graduating is to offer themselves to God, offer their, their lives to God to see if they might have a vocation. I would like to say that this is firstly a testimony to our school, but that would be false. It is not. It is firstly a testimony to their parents. It is a testimony that their parents have done an excellent job in raising their own children by the fact that their children have the spirit of generosity offering themselves for the service of God. We all know that to try a vocation is not necessarily to have a vocation. It's always unsure whether candidates will persevere. Of course, there is an exception for our seminarians going to the seminary. Father Goshi is going to make sure that they get ordained. So that's, that's locked in. I still have to talk to the nuns, see if we can arrange something. But whether or not our, our Denver candidates persevere in the religious life for this moment, simply it is a blessing that four of our seniors are showing this generosity. When King Henry V is encouraging his soldiers to this uneven fight, he tells them if, if, if they survive, that when St. Crispin's Day comes around each year, they're, they're going to strip their sleeve and they're, they're going to sort of manifest the scars that, that they had on that day in battle. And everyone is, is going to admire them for the fact that, that they were there on that incredible day. And my dear seniors, that, that day for us is, is the day of judgment at the end of the world. We want, we want to have some, a few scars on that day when, when we see our Lord Jesus Christ coming on the clouds. We, we want to be able to, to strip our sleeves and say, hey, I lived in that 21st century when the world was completely secularized, when when it was godless, this is what I went through. These are the battles that I fought for the honor of God in my life. We were very few back then. The world had gone mad with the rights of man, but we stayed faithful to God. We maintained that life of grace. We saved 
our souls, we sanctified ourselves in that world, in a world where Catholicism was not at all dominant. So, dear seniors, today we send you happy few off into this world to dwell in the grace of God, to nourish yourself on this blessed Mass that, that we have today, and also, uh, above all, to keep yourself safely under the mantle of Our Lady Help of Christians. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.